Hello and welcome to the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are here for Catechism Thursday, number 15. And as always, if you guys have not yet listened to Monday's podcast with Dr. Cornelis Venema from Mid-America Reform Seminary, he spoke on systematic theology, what it is, how we use it, how we get to it, how other disciplines and topics within theology help us understand systematics, and how this helps us understand various parts of the Christian life, the doctrines of Christ, the Holy Spirit, sin, atonement, everything. So pause this right here, go to Monday's podcast, listen to that, and then come right back. So for today's episode, we have question answers numbers 40 to 44 and i know that sounds like a lot but the first two are a little bit longer the last three are a little bit shorter so we'll still be around the same time so if you want to turn to question answer number 40 why was it necessary for christ to humble himself even unto death answer because the justice and truth of god satisfaction for our sins could be made in no other way than by the death of the Son of God. And then Ursinus's exposition of question answer 40. Three questions to consider. First, how Christ is said to have been dead. Second, whether it was necessary that Christ should die. And third, for whom he has died. So he goes into this first question and provides us with some exposition on this first question. How Christ is said to have been dead. In opposition to Marcion, Nestorius, and the Ubiquitarians, which are three heretical sects that he is responding to, he says, We believe what is affirmed in the Creed, that Christ was truly dead, and that there was a real separation between his soul and body, and that of a real local character, so that his soul and body were not only together everywhere, but they were not at the same time in one place. And that although his soul was truly separated from his body, yet the word did not desert the soul and body, but remained notwithstanding personally united to each. His second question, he asks, is whether it was necessary that Christ should die for us. And he says, it was necessary for Christ in order that he might make satisfaction not only to suffer, but also to die. On account of the justice of God, on account of the truth of God, on account of the promises made to the fathers by the prophets. And lastly, Christ himself foretold that his death was necessary. Therefore, sin should especially be avoided by us, inasmuch as it could be expiated by the intervention of the Son of God's death that we be grateful to the Son of God for his benefit given to us, and that all our sins are expiated by the death of Christ alone. And then his third question, did Christ die for all? It is correctly said that Christ died in a different manner for believers and unbelievers. Christ, moreover, prayed only for the elects, including those who were already his disciples, and also such as would afterwards believe on his name. Lastly, the Orthodox fathers and schoolmen also distinguish and restrict the above passages, 
of Scripture as we have done, especially Augustine, Cyril, and Prosper. Other schoolmen also speak in the same manner, from which it is evident that Christ died for all in such a way that the benefits of his death nevertheless pertain properly to such as believe on him alone, they're also profitable and available. And then question answer 41. Why was he buried? His answer, his burial testified that he had really died. And then here's his exposition. There are many causes on account of which Christ was buried. He would be buried in confirmation of his death, that it might be manifest that he was truly dead, that the last part of his humiliation might be obtained. He would be buried that we might not be terrified in view of the grave, and no longer graves, but resting places until our resurrection. He was buried that it might be apparent in view of his resurrection, being no imaginary thing, but a real resuscitation of a corpse reanimated, that we may be confirmed in the hope of resurrection, knowing Christ opened up the way for us from the grave to glory, that we being spiritually dead may rest from sin, that the truth might correspond with the type of Jonah, as you guys know the story of Jonah and the whale, that the prophecies might be fulfilled in relation to the burial of the Messiah. Question answer 42. This one's very short. Since Christ has died for us, why do we still have to die? Then his answer, our death is not a payment for sins, but puts an end to sin and is an, and is an entrance into eternal life. And here's our sinus's short exposition. Our temporal death is not a satisfaction for sin, but it is an admonition of the remains of sin in us, an admonition of the greatness of the evil of sin, an abolishing of the remains of sin, and lastly, a passage into eternal life. Question answer 43. This one's a little bit longer. What further benefit do we receive from Christ's sacrifice and death on the cross? His answer, through Christ's death, our old nature is crucified, put to death, and buried with him, so that the evil desires of the flesh may no longer reign in us, but that we may offer ourselves to him as a sacrifice of thankfulness. Here's our sinus's exposition. It is manifest that the benefits of Christ's death comprehend the entire work of our redemption, of which fruits we may specify the following. There's three. Justification or the remission of sins. The justice of God demands that the sinner should not be punished twice and has punished our sins in Christ. He will not, therefore, punish the same sins in us. And regeneration or the renewing of our nature by the Holy Spirit. Christ, by his death, has merited for us not only the pardon of sin, but also its removal in the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then the death of Christ is, in two respects, the efficient cause, as well as our justification, as also our regeneration. In respect to God, for he, on account of the merit and death of Christ, 
remits unto us our sins, grants us the Holy Spirit, and renews us in his own image. And in respect to us, the death of Christ is also the efficient cause because we who believe that Christ obtained righteousness for us in the Spirit cannot otherwise cannot be otherwise than grateful to him and earnestly desire to honor him by walking in newness of life. And then lastly, eternal life is another fruit of the death of Christ. What now is it to believe in Christ dead? It is to believe that he has not only suffered the most excruciating pains and torments, but also death itself, the ultimate reversal. He dies so that we might live. And then the last question answer, 44. Why is there added, he descended into hell? Here's his answer. In my greatest sorrows and temptations, I may be assured and comforted that my Lord Jesus Christ, by his unspeakable anguish, pain, terror, and agony, which he endured throughout all his sufferings, my especially on the cross, has delivered me from the anguish and torments of hell. And here's Rosinus' exposition. There are two things to consider in relation to this article of the Creed. What is its meaning or sense, and what is its use? So here's his first question. What is the true sense of this article of the Creed? And so he says the term hell is used in three different senses. One, it's used for the grave. Two, it's employed to represent the place of the damned. And then three, it's employed to signify the most extreme distress and anguish. In this article, the term hell is to be understood according to the third signification. That being, it is employed to signify the most extreme distress and anguish. What then does that signify? So he answers, it signified those extreme torments, pains, and anguish which Christ suffered in his soul, in this life and the life to come. It embraces all the, also the great, greatest and the most extreme ignominy, which Christ suffered during the whole period of his passion. And then the same thing is proven by these arguments. Christ was, Christ was to redeem not only our bodies, but also our souls. It was necessary for Christ to deliver us from the anguish and pains of hell. It is proper that the severe torments and anguish of soul should not be unnoticed in the creed. And then the last question. What are the fruits of Christ's descent into hell? Christ descended into hell for these two reasons. That, he, that we might not descend there as well. And that he might deliver us from the eternal anguish and torments of hell. And then secondly, that he might carry us with himself up to heaven. He descended so that we can ascend. To believe in Christ descending into hell is to believe that he endured the eternal pain and agony that we no longer have to fear facing. We rather ascend with him to heaven and there enjoy the greatest felicity and glory to all eternity. Thank you for joining us for Catechism Thursday, number 16. We're looking forward to Monday's podcast with Dr. Camden Busey of Reform Forum talking about Christian education 
in the church, giving us categories, much like we're doing in this podcast, like he's done for Reform Forum, how we think about educating ourselves outside of the Sunday services. And also be on the lookout two days from now, our first book club episode. We're giving you guys sneak peeks, interviews, we're promoting these books that are solid, reformed works that help you guys in your faith, some cultural books, some things that are really, really helpful. We read beforehand, we interview the authors, and we see what does this book provide for us Christians, and how do non-Christians, how can they read these things as well. So we have Dr. Carl Truman on the rise and the triumph of the modern self. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you Saturday. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast where we bridge the gap to reformed theological truth. Please subscribe to us on your podcast catcher. Review us, give us five stars. Help others find this podcast through your review. Find us on Instagram and Twitter if you want to follow us there. Keep up with our updates and who we're interviewing next and a couple quotes that you guys might find really enriching. We hope to see you guys next week.